Hello there and welcome to Trape on a Rope, the show where we delve into Hollywood's toy chest and play with the puzzle pieces that have come to define cinema. This week, we return to Hollywood's quest for all the money as it chases the golden temple on the mountain of recognisable IP, the movie franchise. But the franchise is a tempestuous mistress and not everyone can reach the lofty heights of a Star War, a Jimmy Bond or an MCU. For every high of a Harry Potter, there is the low of a Fantastic Beasts. For every Jurassic Park, there is a Jurassic World. And for every Pirates of the Caribbean, there is another Pirates of the Caribbean. Yet, despite the risks, studios will go all in, confidently casting their franchise dreams out into the world, only to meekly reel them in, hoping no one noticed them completely botched on the first attempt. Welcome to the world of franchise false starts. Last week, we looked at Disney's misguided attempts at a sword and sandals and aliens and confederacy space drama, John Carter of Mars. And this week, we continue with Tom Cruise's baffling remake of The Mummy and the first and last chapter in Universal's failed Dark Universe. My name's Jeff, and I'm joined by Mr. Colin Gerard. How's it going, Mushtar? Going very well. I'm just pouring myself a Shivers Regal on the rocks because I think that I need to have a looser tongue than normal. So, we're talking about The Mummy. Yeah, which I, I think is... Already, straight away, was an unnecessary remake from the original, which was, I thought, quite quite a good movie, right? The original, the Brendan Fraser one. Brendan Fraser, yeah. He was brilliant. I mean, it wasn't the best movie in the world, but it was it was fun. Well, it, it did what it needed to do, I suppose. Um, it is baffling. This film is baffling on so many, on so many levels. And, uh, I mean, we'll get into it, but bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my, let's dive straight into this. Um, I've got my little blurb. The Mummy follows the story of a US Army sergeant and thief who, while a thieving, manages to wake up an Egyptian mummy who, for some reason, falls in love with the first person she sees, which is him. So now not only is a mummy chasing him, but she wants to fuck and stab him as well. Luckily for him, the mummy's an attractive woman. And luckily, though, she's also a dead woman, so it kind of evens out. Right. What are your what are your th- uh, what are your an overall thoughts about about this film? How did you find it? Um, the first thing that I mean, the first thing I could say was I would have really liked a good remake of and like a like like a Batman Begins style remake that was really well done. I would have really enjoyed that. The next thing I thought was Tom Cruise played one of his uh, Tom Cruise characters. You know the way he's Tom Cruise. And does Tom Cruise things. Yeah. He even manages to get in the freak out thing at certain points, <laughs> which I believe is in every single Tom Cruise movie ever made. Yeah. Uh, the the only thing that was different about him was that on this one, he plays a fucking idiot. An idiot and a coward and an ass. It was just the first time you meet Tom Cruise's character. He just didn't, I, I couldn't quite work out why he was doing or what he was doing where he was doing what he was doing for the reasons he was doing whatever he was doing just didn't it didn't make sense and you, you'd expect the hero like there was no like a build-up to who this character was at all he just kind of got thrown in yeah. with this complete asshole and just assumed that you would go oh it's tom cruise so we'll assume that we like him and yeah. we'll just there was no like a there's no reason to like him and he was an asshole so I didn't like the character right from the gate. Yeah. Even though it was Tom Cruise. Actually, partly because it was Tom Cruise, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think the the first 
the first flashback scene. Yeah. That that was a warning to me that oh this is gonna be kind of crap actually. Because the first scene is it's a flashback to not ancient Egypt. It's a flashback to a crusader's funeral. Ah oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah. Exactly, you do forget about that. It's a crusader's funeral. He gets buried with a stone and then it cuts to modern day and Crosslink are building a new railway track through London and they uncover this tomb and then Russell Crowe turns up and he looks at a wall that's got something drawn on it and um, then he goes in voiceover, ooh, some ancient shit happened in Egypt. You're like, what the fuck was any of this Crusader stuff? Why are you standing in a Crusader tomb going, and now Egypt stuff, and then another flashback, which is set in Egypt. Just a lot of stuff. Is a lot, a lot of stuff. Just, uh, just like a wish, a wish and a hope and a prayer that the that the the audience suspends their disbelief and goes, "All right, fine, okay, uh, Crusaders, got it. Okay, fine, sure, sure, Egypt, right? Okay, now we're modern day war. Okay, okay, fine. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just live with this randomness." Yeah, it's uh, none. Hardly any of this film takes place in Egypt. It's called the Mummy. None of it takes place in Egypt. I'm going to say none of it. Those flashbacks where she's standing, standing in dunes, and I assume it's the beach. Yeah, even the even the uh, the discovery of the tomb at the very the, the beginning of the movie. That's not in Egypt. Her tomb isn't in Egypt. Yeah, it's a Crusader tomb. It's in Surrey. No, no, not that one. The her tomb where where she's buried. In the middle, in the Middle East, somewhere. It's not Egypt. It's Iraq. Like, uh huh. Okay. Right. Okay. They avoid they avoid Egypt so much that I'm slightly suspicious that, like, it, the Egyptian government doesn't like these mummy m- movies, so they have to make them elsewhere. Yeah, then they have to find a really contrived reason for not being in Egypt. Oh, she was a really bad queen, so um, they took her to Iraq and buried her there because. So look. In the original Mummy, they have the opening scene is in um, is a flashback of Imhotep, um, and all all the shenanigans that he gets up to, how he gets how he gets mummified, so on and so forth, and then it cuts to the modern day. This one it doesn't start in Egypt; it starts in Surrey. You're like you're just watching it, going, "Why are we in Surrey? Why? Who are these Crusaders? They don't really talk about who the Crusaders are." Just mentioned that there are crusaders, but don't actually talk about why, what they were doing, who the fuck they were. They were crusaders, they did this. Just get over it and let's move on with the movie. They don't even really link the crusaders with like the organization that um Dr. Jekyll has. At all. And you think they would? Do you think maybe that oh he's his organization is the modern version of the Crusaders? That's why the Crusaders have the dagger and the stone, because they went to like fight evil like Dr. Jekyll's organization is. We're still getting slightly ahead of ourselves. But uh, and his current organization is just a follow-on from that. But no, they're just random other things, and these crusaders are just there for reasons. And uh, Dr. Jekyll just happens to know about these crusaders. Yeah. Somehow. That they have stolen the stone somehow. Don't know how they stole the stone. Don't know how they stole the dagger. Don't know how he knows about them. But he knows about them. And all these things did happen. Get over it. Movie style. Like, what? All right. 
So I so this this note in my thing is is called a tale of two tombs. So yeah, they find they find the um, Crusader tomb in England. It was the best of tombs. It was the worst of tombs. Oh, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Um, so yeah, they've the crosslink finds the the Crusader tomb underneath London. Then we have the proper flashback with Princess Armanet. My note is Princess Armanet gets cock blocked from the throne by her baby brother. It, uh, one thing I was uh, I wasn't sure about Princess Armanet. She was the daughter. She was the daughter of the pharaoh. Yeah, and so the, the the kid that was born was her technically it was her brother or half brother maybe I'm not, I can't remember. And that's why there was a problem. It's the son of the pharaoh, so she's she's stuffed as far as the lines of succession goes. Yeah. She makes a deal with Set, the Egyptian god of death, right? Yeah. And tattoos her face. Which tat- tattoos her up, makes her a little bit too pale so that she can get she can she can become pharaoh and in return she will sacrifice a dude and bring Set to the mortal world. Yeah? Yeah. So she's going to use somebody somebody's body as a vessel. Yeah. And the dagger and and stone if he stabs him then Set will be in them. That goes into the thingy me bob. And in return she gets she gets to be 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 pharaoh. My problem is with this is I like this and I don't like this, right? I like this because in the original it's actually an improvement on the original. In the original, why is the mummy the mummy? Why does he have those powers? Why does he have supernatural powers and shit? Because of the dark, the the book of life and death, which I don't think he used. I don't know why does he have the why does he have the powers? I, if I'm remembering this correctly, the people who mummify him and bury him alive, they put a curse on him and tell him. The dude in voiceover um, says, and they cursed him. Should he ever return to to the mortal world, he would have terrible powers. And I've always, it's a line that I've always like, why have you done that for? <laughs> That's the worst curse ever. Yeah, you've leveled him up. What the hell? What have you done? If you dare return, you should be unfortunately more powerful than any other being. <laughs> yeah, every time I've watched, I love the original Mummy film, but every time... <laughs> Every time that happens, he's like, uh, should he, he, he was cursed that if he should ever return, he would be terrible and powerful. And so, what are you doing? Were you mad? That's what he wants. That's what he wants. Why have you done this? <laughs> so in this version, she does it to herself. Yeah. So she chooses to take the power. She chooses to like, side with the god set so she can get the power. Which makes a lot more sense. The reason I don't like it is, is what she does is she kills her father and the baby, yeah, mm. with a knife. She could have just done that, yeah, or <laughs> or she could have taken d- done the deal and not killed them because Set's going to make a pharaoh anyway. So killing of them was either necessary without the curse or unnecessary with the curse. She didn't need to do any of this bollocks. She could have just killed her father and the baby. And the guards, like, she gets arrested for... Does she get arrested for practicing magic or does she get arrested for killing the pharaoh? Because technically she's pharaoh at that point. They they know that she's fucking with black magic, which is why they put her in mercury and stuff, so it's probably because she's fucking with dark powers. Yeah, because pharaoh murdering, that's how most pharaohs and kings become pharaohs and kings, by murking the one that came before them, so... Yeah, normally it'd just be a handshake and go, fair play to you, mate. Good job. Uh, and then she gets she gets taken away from far from Egypt and buried in Iraq. 
Why was she buried in Iraq? I assume because that's where um, U.S. Army personnel would be in the future. Yeah. Well, that would make it easier for a, for a rogue agent to find her. The thing is that a lot of this film is an elaborate fetch quest because you've got the tomb, tomb in Iraq, um, the, the, the knife and the stone are in England, the stone is with the Crusaders, and then the... The knife, the knife is in a church next to where the plane crashes. But that that that's the only thing that makes a little bit of sense. She knew she could sense where the knife was. She can't sense where the stone is for some reason. Yeah, but she could sense where the knife was, and so she purposely crashed near it. And you think the stone would be the crucial bit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, Tom Cruise and Jake Johnson hanging out in the desert, being complete dicks. Miles away when they sh- where they sh- from where they should be. Miles away from the- where they should be. Here's the thing. So they are they are um, looters. Yep. They go around the country stealing shit. The fact that they are so far away from where they should be, and the fact that when their commanding officer finds them later, doesn't say or do anything. Post, they totally know what he's doing and where he is. In fact, he does mention it, like in a kind of half joking kind of way. He obviously knows what they're doing. And why they're doing, it. and also that fucking woman turns up and tells her he stole my map. Like it's obvious what he's doing, but he's not even slightly reprimanded for it. Yeah, no, he, it's totally authorized that he. I bet he's cutting in his uh, commander. So uh, anyway, they stumble onto a, a town in the middle of nowhere, um, and underneath the town is a huge cavern. They open up the cavern, which no one's noticed, even though it's in the town square, and they've built buildings on top of it. The cavern underneath is only like half a meter below the soil yep i noticed that as well <laughs> did you not dig foundations for the buildings like they didn't try to build a well or something in the middle of a desert yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i'm just gonna say that cavern underneath way too big it's fucking huge it would have just collapsed it would have just collapsed yeah especially with a with a one one half a meter thick crust over the top just a shell yeah, exactly. And then it is completely empty underneath. Like that should have collapsed a long, long time ago. Why has no one noticed this thing? Yeah. Like even natural erosion, it would have just it would have a hole would have turned up at some point. Or does a kid fucking dig in a hole like kids do? Just dig in a hole and then suddenly falls like twenty meters to his death. Into the into the into that mouth of the of the mummy. Yeah, they say it's raining mercury inside the Cave? Did they say it was raining mercury? It's dripping from the ceiling, yeah. Oh, it was. It was dripping, yeah. How's that happening? Physics. Like, there's a pool of mercury at the, uh, at the bottom in which um, the sarcophagus is. But, yeah, how is it dripping from the... Is it like a sprinkler system? Have they done piping and, <laughs> like, a water feature? Um, I'm, I'm trying to solve this problem for you. The only thing I can think of is because uh, of the explosion, the pool was splashed on the ceiling. That doesn't make any sense at all. But it's the only <laughs> thing I can come up with. So Tom Cruise and Jake Johnson, they go down into the hole with Jenny, who's a who's an archaeologist who turns up. She's had she slept with Tom Cruise like the day before or something like that. And he stole her map. And she's and he stole the map to this place. So they go into the cavern together and they find a pool of mercury and there's a bunch of chains and ropes and shit going into the mercury and there's something that's the sarcophagus is inside the mercury. And looking at all of this stuff, Jenny goes, These chains are meant to keep it down, not to bring it up. Mm. Tom Cruise just shoots a counterweight, and then the chains pull it up. So they are there to bring it up. Yeah. So you're wrong, Jenny. 
<laughs> There's counterweights around the room. Open your fucking eyes. And like, this is one of the reasons I don't like Tom Cruise's character as well. Why? Why did he shoot the chain? Why are there chains? Yeah. Why? Okay. Why are there chains? They could have just sunk it to the bottom. It would have been harder to retrieve the sarcophagus without the tra- the chains than with the chains. Yes. So the chains are there specifically to bring it up. You're wrong, Jenny. You're a shit archaeologist. <laughs> the, uh, the only possible reason that those chains are there are to bring it up. Jenny, you're an idiot. If they want, and the Egyptians are idiots, for putting chains on it in the first place. Just put a brick in that thing and let the fucker sink. Surrounded by cement filled with mercury. Don't even put those statues there. D- ignore the cavern. Fill in the cavern. Just bury it. Yeah. With no chains. Um, Tom Cruise, he keeps he keeps getting flashbacks of Armanet out in the desert for some reason. Is that he gets them after he after he releases them, right? After he shoots the chain. No, before he shoots chain. Is it? I can't remember, and I'm not going back to watch it because I'm not clicking on this again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it was after he shot the chain, he started getting the visions. All right, okay. Oh, whilst he's looking at the um, whilst he's looking at the sarcophagus, he starts getting visions. I'm going to guess. He keeps getting visions. It happens all the way through. The flashback at the beginning, we keep getting flashbacks to the flashback that we saw at the beginning. And I'm like, I know we saw this. I, I was watching this film. I remember because I was, I'm sad about it. <laughs> This is a film that I think of often because it brings me pain. <laughs> I know I saw saw the flashback at the beginning. You don't have to have flashbacks of the flashback. I saw the fucking flashbacks. It's been a couple of days since I've seen this film. I'm still having flashbacks. Unfortunately, because of you, Jeff, now I've seen it twice. <laughs> I've seen this film twice as well. I fucking hell. So they get the let's let's rattle on through it. They get the um the sarcophagus, they put it on a plane, and they go they fly back. One one question. Yeah. So the um the guy, his friend, uh, Tom Cruise's friend. Oh, Jake Johnston. Yes, he gets bitten by a spider. Gets bitten by a spider who's not poisonous. Yes, but he dies anyway on the plane for reasons. That why why does he die? I don't know. Because <laughs> like the, the the mummy hasn't been released yet, so she can't control things. Except for birds and um, ravens, no less, or crows, perhaps. Um, my note on Jake Johnson is: Jake Johnson dies and gets possessed ellipses somehow <laughs> as with the beginning of the movie at uh, the two tombs let's just accept it move on don't ask too many follow-up questions and crack on <laughs> the bird strike i don't think they're flying to england are they flying to england because they, they say oh we're over over britain at the moment and the jenny goes britain or england i think it, she calls it england like were they meant to go to england it's never really specified where they're meant to be going because I mean, he's an American. Uh, is she is she British? I can't remember. She, yeah, she's British, I think. Okay, I think the reason they're going to Britain is because she wants to study it. So maybe she is taking it to her colleagues in Britain to study it. What, Doctor Jekyll? With the American army flying in there. But when the when the pilot says the Rover Britain, she's like she seems surprised that the Rover Britain. Like I thought, where where were you going? And why, yeah, yeah, I know. Because Jekyll's in London, right? Yeah. So, I assume, yeah, I assume that she was going to take it to him. But, yeah, it is American. I don't know. Um, the plane crashes. Tom Cruise kicks her. The plane crash is quite fun. Um, uh, and Tom Cruise dies, but then comes back to life in a body bag. 
Yeah, which is a shame. With the toe tag that says unknown on the name, even though he's an army officer, so he does have <laughs> he does have identification on him. That's kind of the point. <laughs> in a in a military plane with military personnel. Pretty sure we know who this guy is. Yeah. The plane crashes in next to a church in a field in Surrey. There's two people with flashlights. Policemen. It's two police officers going through the, the crash wreck. Why aren't there more people there? Um do, is the search happening as soon as the the crash happens, or is there a time lapse? Well, they've recovered Tom Cruise's body. Yeah, so there would have been a bit of a time time lapse. So they would have been there already. But when the two police officers go there, there's still like bits of the plane and fire all over the place. But then there's no one there. Like you'd think there'd be like hundreds of people like combing the crash site, fire and emergency, military personnel. Uh, like having those uh, evidence tent, evidence tents, evidence tents, ever tents, ever tents. That's better. <laughs> um, set up everywhere so that they can collect the debris and all that. It would be like hundreds of people, not two bobbies with flashlights. Oi, oi, what do we have here? Because I was watching that bit because they find Amanet and then Amanet sucks the souls out of them and get come gets less mum- mummified. If there were like hundreds of people and tents and all that kind of shit going on, how much cooler would it have been for her to be like all of her limbs like fucked up, spidering her way between tents and then fucking wrecking people inside and then jump into the next one? And then like maybe a panic ensues and she makes zombifies a couple of people and it slowly overtakes and then she's got like a little army of people to start off with. And also, she's like she's she's basically bulletproof, right? Like, like you can't kill her. Yeah. By shooting her. So that would have been a really cool scene where they're actually just like trying to kill her, beating the shit out of her with shovels or guns or whatever, and she's just massacring them. Yeah, like just like darting between these tents, like sucking sucking the souls out of people, turning people into zombies, and then like right at the end, like with the, there's only like a few people left, and she just fucking night kings all the dead people. I was a, fuck. I was just about to say that. <laughs> just like, I was about to say, do you remember that that scene that scene in the uh, Game of Thrones where the night king just goes? That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome, right? Uh, but no, it's two two bobbies with a, with a flashlight. That's what we get instead. God, that would have been a great scene. Yeah, right. Tom and Jenny go to the crash scene. Again, no one's there, but there's bits of plane everywhere, and uh, they find the knife in the church next door. Again, it's just fetch quests. Find the knife, find the stone, find Arminette in the first place. It's just go from A to B. To, it's just unnecessarily convoluted. Like, the original was, there's a mummy. We found the mummy. Fuck, run. Survive. Find a way to kill him. And then that was... Pre- I can't even remember how the How did they defeat the mummy in the first mummy? It had something to do with the book. Yeah, right. They brought the mummy back to life in the first place by reading a passage from the Book of the Living or Book of the Dead, which brings things to life. And the Book of the Living is what kills people. They're both trying to get the good guys and bad guys are just trying to get the book back so that, from wherever it goes, so that they can un, un, undead the undeaded. Yeah. But in this, they have to find this piece and then this piece and then this piece. And then Tom Cruise is a piece as well. It's just full of these MacGuffins that are just like, oh, I don't care about any of this. There's too many things. But, or if it was if it was based on like a really, really well-known mythology where, where certain things are needed, then it would be more acceptable. But they've made up this entire mythology. They haven't explained the mythology of why these things are important. They've just said, now you need this, this, and this. 
So yeah, it's just like searching out McGovern's. And can I can I ask what is the uh, what is the good guy's plan against the mummy the entire time? Like the mummy always has a plan. I need the knife, I need the stone, stab the guy. What is the good guy's plan the entire time? Um, Tom Cruise or Jekylls? Anyone? Tom Cruise is his runaway until he doesn't run away. And Jekyll? Well, Jekyll's next actually. Jekyll's is to sacrifice Tom Cruise. Yeah. Which is so basically give give uh, the mummy what she wants is his plan. Yeah, because that is what what happens in the end. But it's just Tom Cruise is holding the knife, not her. Is that exactly? So his plan is to sacrifice Tom Cruise to her. So he's going to let her stab him, give her everything that she wants, so she will control Set. How is that a good plan? Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> I will say that the scene with Dr. Jekyll, um, Russell Crowe, possibly the best thing in this film. Yeah, I totally agree. I even liked it. I liked his uh, Mr. Hyde accent, the fact that he suddenly goes all cockney gangster. But I will say, as Mr. Hyde, he was a lot less impressive than I expect Mr. Hyde to be. He was just a bit angry. You think that the, the, the monster Mr. High is supposed to be like a super-powered fucking monster, right? He's just he's just a cockney gangster. I I like him as as Jekyll and Hyde. His plan is dumb. Yeah. What is hilarious, I think, is when he does become Hyde, the security locks down. So the big iron door bolts closed. The uh, handprint doesn't work anymore. And, oh, they won't let me out of here, Nicholas. All that stuff starts happening. Yeah. There is a huge, huge, huge window behind his desk. <laughs> it's just a fucking window. <laughs> they won't let me out of here for nothing. Nothing, uh, whatever your name is, Tom Cruise. That thing's made of glass, mate. Just go through there. Oh, aren't you a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> but what, what did you think of Mr. What did you think of Mr. Hyde, though? Like when you think of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, you I always assume Mister Hyde is going to be like a fucking super powerful monster with like superhuman strength. He doesn't seem that strong for a Mister Hyde. What do you mean, like Hulk? A little, well, not quite Hulk, but that, like that. Maybe I do like the fact that he's just he is just Russell Crowe still, but he's just evil. Yeah, which is what they they just come with the personality change. Yeah, I like the personality change. In fact, I tell you what, talking about different people's plans in this, uh, Hyde's proposition to Tom Cruise is actually the best offer he gets. It's a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> He's ruthless as fuck, but yeah, that's definitely the best fucking choice. Hyde's offer is, I'm thinking of something slightly more collaborative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good plan. You should go with him. Yeah, I don't know why you're resisting this. Because he's got a scary voice. Um, Russell Crowe's organisation, which again, they don't name. They could have called them the Crusaders or whatever. Or the Monster Hunters. Um, they've got Arminette and then lose her like five minutes later. Yeah, because they hold her in handcuffs and inject her with mercury. Yeah, it was. Just, it's just a bit crook how they were keeping her in that room. It seemed... It seemed fetishy yeah it doesn't really matter because they lose her five minutes later so they're all shit anyway i will tell you though that they do the sand facing the sand from the um first one whilst yeah. they're running through london i will say that 
getting the sand from windows that was that was quite clever i like that yeah that's a good idea i like i did like that um and then they go into train tunnels they're getting close to this um uh the crusader tomb underground so they go into the train tunnels which some of them are active train tunnels for some reason uh yeah even uh, well they were they were building a train line through there right that's how they found the crypt in the first place so apparently in the in the one week yeah since they discovered the tomb they've actually completed that train line as you know england are very efficient at lines they're running around the tunnels and they're all these very samey looking tunnels because a tunnel is a tunnel you can't really get much variety in tunnels they're tunnels um there's a bit where armanette says arise my warriors she she night kings it then all the crusaders come back to life yeah who were not her warriors yeah exactly right (laughs) why are they why why are they working for all of a sudden can she just can she just control anything that's dead because there are a shitload of graveyards in london every time every time something happens because the the zombie army starts murking people left and right so something's happening and then it cuts to either tom cruise or jenny just in a tunnel just going what was that jenny jenny tom cruise tom cruise and then a little bit of action and then cuts back to jenny tom oh and he's still he's still being haunted by his mate the entire time who seems to be the only dead person who comes back to life as a ghost to give like directions there's an unnecessary, unnecessary underwater level where Jenny gets taken. Why does Armanet give a shit about Jenny? I think she's jealous. Why? I don't fucking know, but that's what it seemed like. Did you not get that sense? I've got nothing against Jenny, but what, what does Jenny fucking matter? She just seems really jealous that Tom Cruise likes her. Even even Jake Johnson is just like, oh, Armanet won't let her live. Why does Armanet care? Did, did you not get that sense, though? Uh, yeah, no, I got the sense that she's jealous, but I'm still like, why? Oh, I don't know why either. But that, that, that's <laughs> why that, that's why she had a problem. She was jealous. Jenny dies underwater. Um, Tom Cruise has a fight with Armanet, and Armanet kicks the ever-loving shit out of him. Oh yeah. Um, at which point he stabs himself with the nice with the nice knife. Well, before that, she gives him so many hints on how to save the day. She's like, remember. If you accept the power, you have the power over Jenny. Life. Jenny's dead, by the way. And death. Jenny's dead, by the way. <laughs> Can I say that another five times before you get the hint? Have you got it now? Have you got it? Okay, we'll have a quick flashback of Russell Crowe saying pretty much the same thing to you as well. <laughs> Would you like to see me in the sand? Me in the sand? Me in the, does that help? He stabs himself with the knife. And then he gets possessed by Set, I suppose, is what happens to him. But it's because he did it, he can control it for reasons. I don't think he can fully control it. He's, it's his choice, so I think he still has some free will. He, she didn't break his will or to kill him. So he kind, he, he kind of, yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to help the movie, Jeff. I'm trying really hard to help. I, I just, I don't understand how that is different from what she wanted in the first place. It was the same result, except that she wasn't holding the knife. Also, why does she want it anyway? Why why is she paying Set back? She never became fucking Pharaoh. She had a deal with Set, and this was her part. This was her half of the deal. He didn't, he didn't give her, yeah, she didn't become Pharaoh. She didn't get anything that she wanted. She got fucking arrested five seconds in. 
So why is she trying to bring Set back? Because why does she give a shit? She's got enough powers by herself. Actually, that's a very good point. Why is she doing any of this? I was just thinking she never got to be Pharaoh. But yeah, she she never got to be Pharaoh, but she got all the powers. Yeah, what the fuck does she get? What does she gain by doing this other than giving up her being the strongest being on Earth? Yeah, why is she paying Set back for a thing that Set didn't give her? Yeah, she's got powers now, so maybe she can just she could just like rule the world now. She can go to Egypt, rule that if she wants, or take over Britain. Who gives a shit? Raise a zombie army. Well, maybe maybe if she doesn't do it, then Set will get revenge on her without being able to do that because he doesn't exist yet. Yeah, because he yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't understand why she's doing anything. <laughs> she's doing. It doesn't matter because Tom Cruise does it for her. Yeah, and it turns out that Seth's plan was fucking stupid. So, um, he he sucks her to death? Yep. My note for this is, is a monster, or Set, or something, I don't know, or care. <laughs> yep. And then, did you notice at the end, when uh, he's he, he, he brings his friend back to life? Yeah. Right? And they're riding through the desert. Yeah. Did you notice the the sand cloud? Yeah, what's no? So, where's your center of a sense of adventure, uh, Bill? Whatever your fucking name is, and then they they ride off behind uh, behind his mate Bill is a what you'd expect from a horse. Small amount of dust being kicked up, but behind Tom Cruise is a small amount of sand and a fucking sandstorm that he's kicking up as well. Did Did you not notice that? No, I didn't know. Watch just the last last five minutes. Just watch that and go. Oh yeah, he has the power to bring up sandstorms by riding a horse. But he's he's also like he's hiding his face. He hides his face from Jenny, and then Jekyll he has a chat with Jenny, and he's like, "Oh yeah, no, he's gonna find the curse. Uh, find find the cure to the curse. Um, is he a monster? Is he man? Or is he something else?" And I'm like, I have that note as well, but I then wrote expanded on it and said i don't care <laughs> did you also notice when uh, when he, he brings jenny back to life he goes he's like a he shouts something and his face turns into a, a spiky toothed monster for a second oh i did not notice that i, I think I was you really you weren't paying attention to the last few five minutes at all were you don't blame you well i was watching this on netflix so i was googling its uh cancellation policy um <laughs> The, yeah, they have at the end the, the 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 cheeky look over the shoulder that all of these have um, of, oh, where's your sense of adventure, like you said? And they ride off into the sun for another adventure. No, we're not. We're not. No, I don't want to come. No. I don't want to come with this. And then the film ends. Do you, do you know what annoys me about this? I, I think the dark universe as a concept would have been a really good idea. Yeah. They, they even, they, you know, you could see how much it was definitely a, a, a building a franchise. When he first goes to the uh, Jekyll's little complex, yeah, you're walking through the walking through, and you see little jars. You got the Dracula teeth skull in there. You're like, oh, fucking Dracula's going to turn up at some point. Brilliant. There was the hand from the the creature from the Black Lagoon was in there as well. Yeah. So like they had like they they were trying really hard to make this a franchise, but it's just a shit movie. So the Dark Universe is um, uh, uh, was supposed to be a reboot of the old Universal monster films. Um, there was uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, 
the mummy, the wolfman, the wolfman, wolf, wolfman, um, wolfman, and and Jekyll and as well as Jekyll and Hyde, because these are all like properties that are out of copyright and in public domain. Wasn't this also what what the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was trying to do? Oh, it, it does feel a little bit League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. No. It does. It is what League of Extraordinary Gentlemen did, because again, those all those characters are in public domain. Yeah. Not the league itself, but I, I don't know if they were trying to set up a franchise with the league, but they were definitely trying to set up a chance franchise with the mummy. Yeah, because they put they slapped a logo saying this is a franchise at the beginning of it. The thing is that this isn't a remake of the mummy. This is an origin story for whatever Tom Cruise's thing is. Yes, that's my that was going to be my last point actually. So the whole mummy thing is secondary. It's all about what Tom Cruise is set, whatever the fuck he is now. Which I don't even know what he is. Like in, in the mythology of, of all the, the monsters, what is, which one is he? Is he a new one? Um, I think there's ways that this could have been better. There's, um... <laughs> really? <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> Every way. The crash scene, having more people there and having that turn into a massacre, that would have been fun as hell. Yeah. But I think that have Jekyll be with Tom Cruise. What, like his partner, instead of his, his mate? Uh, instead of Jenny. Instead of Jenny, okay. Right. I Either make Jenny Jekyll, as in a female version of Jekyll and Hyde. Right. So... She's there, she knows exactly what's going on, and then she's also secretly trying to um, uh, keep her hide side away from from Tom Cruise. But the point of con- point of conflict comes from the fact that Hyde does want to join up with the mummy. I can see what you're doing. They would also do... I mean, Jekyll in this was the best character in the entire thing, so to give him a bigger role would have been pretty nice too. He was only in like two two scenes. Yeah, he's too far removed from everything, and Hyde is a legitimate threat if he's closer to the action and not just locked in that one room. Do you think that Hyde is equally as intelligent as Jekyll? Probably, yeah. Because the way I always thought Jekyll and Hyde was, was Jekyll was really intelligent, but a weak, and then Hyde was a, not quite, not intelligent, a c- cunning, conniving asshole, but super strong. Um, I'm not sure how that that break breaks down. Um, I should pro- I should probably read that book. I've never read it, but I think yeah, he's too far removed. So either have J- just Jenny be Jenny Heckle, Jenny Jekyll, Jenny Jekyll, Je- <laughs> Jekyll alliteration as well. So that works. Because um, <clears throat> then it also means that she's got a proper reason for going after Amanet because she wants to research evil. So that she can find the cure for her own stuff, or have Russell Crowe do it and get rid of Tom Cruise's character and have Jenny as an archaeologist who finds the tomb with Jekyll as her mentor, but is out on in the field with her. True, but then you'd lose the star pulling power of Tom Cruise. But you've got Russell Crowe. Yeah, but you haven't got Tom Cruise. I'll take a Russell Crowe over Tom Cruise any day. 
Oh, as would I, but would the would the uh, the filmmaking companies? Yeah, I think they would. So, what do you think? Uh, uh, what what are your thoughts on this terrible thing? I think you just answered your own question. <laughs> um, do you know what the do you know what the, the worst thing about this movie was? Is that like, and we've kind of a little, like touched on it and discussed it a little bit. Was the potential that it had? Like, and I mean, it had huge, huge potential. Think about how amazing Dracula movies were, or how popular at least they were. I mean, there's been some a lot of shit ones. Dracula movies, the 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 creature from the Black Lagoon. I've never heard anything about, but I'm sure it would be amazing. Frankenstein, it's classic. The Wolfman, so many Wolf Wolf uh, Wolfman movies. Doctor Jekyll, like, so much potential, and it's all squandered on just bad writing, bad concepts, avoiding pissing off Egypt by not even going there in the first place. Potentially, that's just my theory. <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure that's that's it makes sense. I can't think of any other reason why. But having having the mummy as a minor character in her, her own movie. It was just a shambles. It was absolute badly put together piece of shit. So yeah, I thought it was really good. I'll give it about a nine out of ten. Well, let's talk about how how this film did, shall we? Um, the Rotten Tomato score is fifteen percent out of <laughs> out of <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise films. It's the second lowest rating that he has. What is the first lowest? Cocktail. Ah. Uh. It's nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, IMDb is a bit better, five point four um, percent. No, I think that's out of ten. Um, <laughs> right, this this thing it had a budget, right? Of the high end estimation was one hundred and ninety five million. Um, that includes production and marketing. To break even, it needed to gross one hundred uh, four hundred and fifty million. It only made eighty million in North America. Cool, good job. Worldwide, it was only four hundred and ten million, so it didn't break even. Nearly broke even though, and probably just because just because had Russell Crowe and Tom Cruise in it. Um, it lost the studio up to a hundred million dollars. Um, they positioned this as the first first movie of the Dark Universe, but they did have a punt before. There was a film called Dracula Untold a couple of years before. I know that one. And uh, it did not do well. Um, it did so badly, in fact, that they, because they had hinted at, oh, this is going to be the start of our new Dark Universe. They hadn't put the logo on the front, but they had said there was chatter that it was the first in the Dark Universe. But when, when it failed, when it biffed it straight away, they started to go, oh, yeah, no, no, it's it, there's not, not, no. No, no, we never said that. It's not part... No, the mummy, the mummy's the first one. Look, we've put a logo on the front of it so that you know that it's the first one. And then that also biffed it. Uh, and then they immediately cancelled everything. That's sad, though. I wish they'd just done a good job. Um, yeah. I mean, I say they immediately biffed it. There was going to be bride. The next film was going to be Bride of Frankenstein with Angelina Jolie. Sure, why you'd go with Frankenstein first? Surely you go with Dracula first, but they did apparently. So, uh, but Bride of Frankenstein was supposed to be two years later, in two thousand and nineteen, which is possibly too long afterwards. Like they should have maybe done it the ne the next year, but it seems like. After after the mummy, they took us 
step back, tried to evaluate it, and just went, "Yeah, no one, no one wants this." And so they officially said, "Yeah, we're not doing any of this stuff anymore." If we do do Dracula films in the future or do do monster films in the future, they'll be standalone, no shared universe. Dark universe is dead. Yeah, fair enough. It's not not necessarily a bad thing. I I personally would have liked this to succeed, but if it was done well. Um, the reason I think this fails, and this, my my true dark feelings about this, <laughs> um, this this is this kind of film is what happens when marketing and branding come first. Yeah, I mean it doesn't it doesn't even it, this film doesn't know what it wants to be. Is it a comedy? Is it a horror? Is it um, an adventure? not really any any of these things like it, it tries to pitch itself as like a horror well it's not funny yeah it's not funny it tries to, tries to pitch itself as like horror because it's slight it's darker than the original but nothing nothing in it particularly happens that's jarring or horror filled everything everything that armanet does like sucking people the life out of people and like zombies and shit that was in the family comedy from the 90s version yeah what 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 they've done is they've uh, I I, I don't even know how to explain like when when you make a horror but instead of making a horror you don't have the suspense and the thrill of the horror or uh, you've just made it dark and people die that doesn't that's not what a horror is I mean that ha- those two those those two things happen in a horror yes well done you you've you've picked up two parts of what a horror is but that's not what a horror is. Horror, sp- it's not a horror by any. It's not even close to a horror. Making it, making it dark, and by I mean not in theme. It's like physically dark. Everything, like when they get the the version of London is that old borders on that old. It's always nighttime. It's always slightly foggy version of London from old horror movies. Like when you would think of the the Jack the Ripper. Yeah, that kind of cobbled streets everywhere every street in london is cobbled apparently and it's always dark it's always slightly foggy it's so dark in this when they steal the ambulance the delivery on the side the battenberg pattern on the side of the um ambulance is so bright it's jarring that was another th- there's another thing they threw in like because the, the, the dagger was in like a, a gargoyle or whatever like a statue in the, they had to throw in the Another the third part of a horror that is necessary. Every every so like every now and then a little bit of a gothic theme. So there has to be a church, there has to be a graveyard, there has to be the gothic architecture. So we got that as well. There's three things that you find in horrors. Great. Still not a horror, mate. You're missing all the important parts of what a horror is. Just having Tom Cruise being pinned down by zombies on a church altar does does not a horror film make. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But like at the same time, were they going for a horror? I don't even know if they were going for a horror. I, that's the point. I don't know what they were going for. They weren't going for an adventure or a comedy or a family film. <laughs> exactly. Everything was dark. Everything was moody. Because they had a few aspects of a ho- an action movie that were that were in there as well. They have a few aspects of an adventure movie that were in there. It's all just kind of put all together and then just mixed around. Choose a fucking genre. What are you? Where Where would you? How out of ten? How many? How, how would you score this? I'm not going to go as low as Rotten Tomatoes because there were 
like like you said, I did like the the way they did the uh, the glass turning into sand. That was fucking cool. It had a lot of potential, squandered potential, which annoys the crap out of me. I'd go with a uh, three fangs out of ten. Three fangs out of ten. I'm gonna go lower. I'm gonna go two. But I don't even know. I, I was about to say I'm not even sure if that was that was generous. But the, the other thing that brought me up was Russell Crowe. But even that, kind of, yeah, three. I'm gonna I'll stick with three. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with two. Okay, can I ask you? Can I ask you? What do you think was better, John Carter or the Mummy? John Carter. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> all right that's that's uh all we have time for today next time we will be watching the golden compass um colin where can people find you if you were to be found um not very many places to be honest uh the most likely place to find me would be instagram my name is colin that's c-o-l-i-n dot gerard that's a g-e-r-r-a-r-d dot 92 because i'm not very original <laughs> Uh, and you can find me on uh, YouTube at The Badger's Apprentice and Twitter at TBA underscore tweets. Um, that's all the time we have. We'll see you next time. Bye. Peace out, motherfuckers. Bye.